Welcome back to another episode of Save the Popcorn podcast. My name is Johan Saldana and today with me I am joined by singer, songwriter, slash musician, slash DJ, slash YouTuber, <laughs> slash cousin of mine, Glenn Saldana. Of all the things that I just mentioned, which are, which are you the most proud of? Mm, singer, songwriter, right. definitely. So not cousin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I I feel like you prepared this one like a trick question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Okay. So you okay, so Glen Glen Saldana, you recently created an album or like is created the right word? I I don't like I I don't know how to speak musical produced. terms. <laughs> okay, so you produced an album produced, or an yeah. extended playlist which leads me to like my first question. Right off yeah. the bat, what's the difference between an EP and LP and just a studio album? Uh, to me, they're Ooh, all the I same thing. I love this question. I I love this question because even I found out only recently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we take it for granted, like these uh, these when when you see like Eminem LP, Marshall right. Mathers LP, and then <clears throat> well, um, it's connected to vinyls, like rec- records back okay. in the day. Uh, okay. Now they just use it uh, with reference to that, but uh, vinyls and numbers. So uh, when um, when they released uh, uh, records back in the day, um, a full album would constitute like uh, six songs on either side. Okay. Uh, so about twelve songs, right? Right. So uh, the size of that record would allow twelve songs almost, right? Okay. So that would be called long play. So right? LP. LP. So that is an entire album. Right. Okay. Then uh, when they wanted to just release one song, they had like a smaller disc uh, of that record, like it's a smaller version. And you could fit one song on either side. That's why, like, it would be either one or two songs. Okay. And uh, that w- uh, used to be called a single. Okay. Right. And <clears throat> then you had uh, a disc that would fit two songs on either side. So you could have four. Okay. Um, and uh, that was extended play. It was called extended play. That size of the disc was called extended play. So right. I hope I'm getting this right. <laughs> <laughs> extended play. And uh, that was um, around four songs. And that why, that's why, I mean, in our heads, when we hear EP, it's like, um, it's like a initiation sort of thing. You, okay. You're just releasing two, three songs. Uh, like a shortened version of an album. Right. And uh, that was with respect to vinyl records, but now it's like they have kind of uh, used those terms uh, to release digitally as well. Like uh, when they release three or four songs, it would be essentially an EP. And if you uh, didn't know before, uh, Spotify even um, has uh, those terms. Like they use those terms Right, right, kind of tell you when you release an album that is uh, you uh, when you want to name your album an EP, uh, they suggest that you need to have four songs. Okay. And when you wanna release uh, anything above six songs or something, I guess, uh, then they can constitute it as an album. And when it's uh, anything below uh, three songs or. One, two, and three all are called singles. Even if you release all three at once, right? They are still called 
singles because that's very confusing to me like when i open up my spotify and i just i find yeah. a new artist and i look into their you know discography or whatever it's called it's just so yeah. many different albums and eps and the singles have their own artwork so it looks like a new album it's just so confusing <laughs> to look at at first yeah yeah i mean um what's happening now in the industry is like the uh, singles are taking over because people know uh, you know as <laughs> from dinosaur age till now our patience is going lower and lower <laughs> so it's like uh people are taking advantage of that and that makes it worse for the industry but for people it's like uh they're losing patience and one song with one story and one name and that's how people are releasing it nowadays right. and everything is about singles and if you if you remember the difference is when you used to release um, a full album or an ep okay an ep is still okay when you release a full album now uh, out of 12 songs maybe you know two <laughs> right yeah. uh, unless it's like ed sheeran who's like um every pushing song every song right. every month and he's like got three hits on 1 2 and 3 on billboard <laughs> so then then an album is <laughs> fine for him but people who are uh, putting up like an album uh, now are just maybe for one song so then they start thinking i'm wasting so many songs it's going uh, nowhere so i'll just release one by one and all of them will get noticed one you know at right. a time and I've so also, that's why yeah i've also yeah. noticed this this trend i don't know if it's a trend but i noticed this thing where uh, an artist will release a single that becomes insanely popular and then yeah. two years later or how many ever years or months later they'll release an album and they'll re-release that single as part of the original uh, or as part of the album like f- for example there's this artist called Halsey who sang one of the most famous and popular songs of 2016 closer with the chain smokers yeah. and yeah. she released the song in 2018 called without without me or without you which was extremely okay. popular and then okay. this year in 2020 she released an album called manic and that song was re-released into that album so i think that kind of makes sense uh, because you know they made this single really popular and now since they're anyway making an album they are re-releasing the song as part of the new album well there is there are other reasons also they could put it up most okay. of the time the other reason that uh, the reason that they want to put it up again is because they want to remaster it so they'll have the stems from the previous uh time that they recorded it and that time you know sometimes you don't have money right. <laughs> and you go to the most uh, cheapest mixing mastering guy and you get it done and then that song just because of its content becomes famous but then you're like you know I could have done so much with this song okay so remastering <laughs> so they, is like changing the quality and making it better yeah making it how you originally wanted it to be like airing it out basically okay. like if you think of the most the most closest uh uh closest met- metaphor i can give or analogy i can give is like you you um you wet a t-shirt right and right. um that's the start that's the start with your working with right okay. and you can try to dry it as much as you want but with a person who is not good at it it's still going to remain wet but a person who eventually gets it and clears it out and airs out the entire thing it sounds clear as heck like right. you know in the um you um every song has a body and that uh, a mastering guy 
knows how to uh, kind of give it that story. Like it, um, it's uh, how do you say? He's it? letting skin. it breathe. Yeah, it's skin, right? Is letting right. it breathe. Like yeah, yeah. You'll you you know one uh, song that you could see uh, a difference in is um, uh, "Dare You to Move." Have you heard that? Dare you to move by. I think it's Switchfoot. Uh, I'm not sh- I'm not sure. Anyway, they made two versions. Um and the song that became famous was the mastered version, oh, which is okay. crazy, right? Like right. not not famous famous. Like it became famous with the first song, but then they re-released it and the the version that is more commercially hit is the mastered version. Okay. So that's a cl- clear uh that's a clear indication of how people perceive music like it's it's right. it's beautiful to see uh that storyline you know and is there like yeah. is there an is there a is there an extremely clear distinction between the original and the remaster because i know that a lot of old bands like queen for example had yeah. almost all of their songs remastered on spotify now everything that i see from queen is a remastered version So is there a clear distinction between the original and the remastered version? Oh, I mean sometimes it's not to the general. I mean, yeah, to the non-musical ears. Yeah, unless it's like, you know, when you listen to um Beatles, right? Back in the day, yeah. the first few albums, they they were made like very analog, like and the recording process and all were beautiful at that time. Right. But the clarity and all uh, remains to be uh, desired like, day. you know. Yeah. yeah. So what they did is they re-released uh, released it like I don't know four times I think Beatles <laughs> has had its albums re-released um remastered by different uh, um producers and all and well they did a good job and those are the records you can actually uh, even a general user can actually see the difference. Okay. But nowadays a guy who has uh, done it like 2 years back and now unless <laughs> the guy who first did produce the album made like a shambles of it. Right. Um I think there's not much of a difference to the general user's ears. Uh general listener my god I can see this. <laughs> a general a general listeners ears but uh, to a producer or a guy who's in uh, been in music for a long time i think you could you could make out uh, difference in bodies of the song right uh, it, Tambor, over the, over the past the few years i've been noticing that so when i was a teenager okay i i say that very weirdly because i was i just finished my teenage years i'm not that old but <laughs> like around the ages of 11 12 13 i i never paid attention to a producer of music it was always just the artist over the couple of over the oh. last couple of years i've been listening to you know podcasts about music and stuff and i've begin to understand the you know the role of a producer so when you right. produced your uh, your uh, ep like what what is mm. it is there was there a story in mind because so i've listened to your entire ep the day it came out and so four right. songs they all have a very certain theme i i i can't put it into words what the theme was but every one okay. of those songs fit a theme and so like what is the process of creating your ep <clears throat> well um i don't know man i'm just manic uh <laughs> i think i think uh, um you i was for the longest time stuck in uh 2005 uh and uh, i had to get out of that the first song i did off of those four songs is a song called momentary and 
that took a year oh. uh only because um my my brain was stuck in uh, some some old school place and <laughs> i don't get me wrong i i like i love uh, nostalgia and all that you know right. but um, my uh, it's like what i wanted to write about was not matching what i was producing right. at the same time so it um so the, so it took a long time for the first uh, song to come out but then the next three songs came uh, got produced in like three months oh. so the moment i hit uh, i mean momentary still didn't reach where i uh, i mean it's it's a lovely song um, but it's uh, one of the oldies in my head you know so, um, and then i managed to get uh, it to come to where i wanted it like 90% and then right. i moved on because i got so sick of uh, just working on one song <laughs> and then the next three songs kind of got a little more new age a little more um um d- uh, grim dark deep i don't know right. i was in that phase okay <laughs> and when i wrote those songs it was like um i'm uh, look i'm on this show because i love storytelling right <laughs> uh, and and i look out for storytelling and when i watch stuff and it, i i can talk hours and hours right <laughs> about uh, 60s till now uh, tv shows and movies so i'm a i'm a huge um, follower of storytelling so when i write also um, i draw from that right, right. so i love uh, I love um telling something you haven't you probably have experienced or have um uh, have gone through but in sometimes uh, uh the view, you don't really pay attention to it but it is pretty important and I like touching on those subjects you know yeah. like uh, excuse me love um, yeah exactly is like a contradiction like that that uh, it's it's a point in time where you get to decide and peop- different people choose different paths so uh, i touched on that i never told who chose what path i just gave the viewer to decide a listener to decide uh, on how the song should go for them right. it could be positive it could be negative i love that you know i get exactly. i uh, involving the audience is my favorite so that part. we can interpret it the way you know people see exactly it. interpretation is the basis of my writing right. yeah and what you said about you know like among those four songs like i feel like a lot of people the, the ones that they pick out as their favorite says a lot about them so i know that i like build to last a lot because it's more uh, it's almost more modern more more punk or I, i don't know i'm getting these terms wrong probably but i feel like a lot of younger people would like build to last more but what you said about momentary being you know an oldies type song that makes so much sense because my mom's favorite song i know for a fact is that <laughs> song and the reason that yeah. she gave me was because uh, there were less instrumentals apparently she can't listen to oh. things that have too many instruments going on at the same time <laughs> yeah or let's just say electric guitar right. like the <laughs> the electric guitar is the bane of uh, our previous generation <laughs> exactly you hear you Especially hear all from these manglo <laughs> <laughs> yeah you hear all these stories about you know like uh, people saying if it's an electric guitar then it's going to hell yeah <laughs> satanic yeah <laughs> yeah yeah 666 is i mean i don't think we ever knew about the 666 thing but uh, i mean our parents knew about it but right. they definitely knew about satan and they applied it to different uh, 
aspects of our life. <laughs> exactly. He's like, you're watching this? No, satanic. Close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what what we are here to talk about today, or what what you felt like you wanted to tell me about this one particular show that I haven't watched, but you have watched and you say that it's a really good show. So why don't you introduce that show to the the podcast? Right. Um, yeah, I've been bugging you incessantly. <laughs> about this show and uh, the fact that you you haven't watched it yet yet uh, says a lot about the crowd that is not going to watch it right i see because okay. yeah because uh, um let's put it this way so i was a non believer um i i say non believer but it's kind of like you you hear the name it's always the title right you hear the title name and then you kind of give it up Oh and right so you hear the title and you're like okay I think I know what the show is going to be about and then you yeah, kind of decide whether to watch it or not yeah yeah exactly so this happened uh, uh, let me say one line about sweet magnolias before backing it up with something else okay so sweet magnolia uh, the show is sweet magnolias by the way right so now now <laughs> people are judging it. yeah people are now judging should yeah, i listen so now to immediately me? people are judging sweet and then magnolias you know pink uh, like <laughs> uh, or magno- for magnolias you know cream peach i don't right. know uh, so um that was my initial um assessment right right and uh, don't worry even i'm in that same boat and <laughs> uh, uh, what happened was uh, um i couldn't believe i was in the same boat because this thing ha- is like a repeated it's happened before to me and okay. the show that it happened before to me was with um, gilmore girls okay okay so n- you haven't watched gilmore girls I, yes I'm but guessing. i know that it's a really good show like i've 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 been on some forums and i've 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 i know a yeah, little bit you're like it, a yeah. you're like a google searcher <laughs> like you're that research research guy so you you can like you didn't stumble upon it if you no. stumbled <laughs> upon it then you would be uh, a a watcher i see <laughs> one of those who looks for it you know okay so um, then then uh, uh, did you hear that the oc was a good show and uh, uh, one tree hill and oh, yeah. you hear these names right back in the day and I'm guessing you might have watched one of those. Uh, uh, one Tree oh, Hill. I remember watching a couple of episodes, but it's been too long. I can't remember anything. Yeah. So even me, I have seen those in in middle of Baywatch going on. Like it would <laughs> pop up, and you would you would see that stuff. You know, Pokemon is on at two o'clock, and then one Malcolm in the middle, and then it'll go to One Tree Hill or something. I don't know. So that's how it it I would judge it, right? Right. But then um, then I got married. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then. Uh, um, Uh, my wife shout out to fabina uh, she um is a huge fan of gilmore girls okay okay so i was also one that found it to someone else i didn't find it so i have, i'm not giving myself credit for finding this i'm just trying to change people's minds right <laughs> so i saw i watched gilmore girls okay and i swear i loved loved the show okay um and uh, now coming to sweet Mag- uh, sweet magnolia um it gave me an exact similar feeling okay right uh, storyline wise it's not it's not the same it's i mean the general concept is the same you know small town uh, everyone has problems but 
the the feel of the show is the same right um <clears throat> so um uh, what i would say about sweet magnolias is it's got uh drama like every other show right. in in uh, in this sense even walking dead has that much yeah. drama <laughs> so so sweet magnolias is if you want to say oh it's got too too much drama i cannot watch it well you know watch uh, game of thrones and walking dead and compare yeah. it and i would guarantee you it's got 100% the same amount of exactly drama. so okay let's get drama out of the way now um uh next uh something i'll touch up on later is cliffhangers okay, okay. i hate them <laughs> first of all i uh, no i hate the execution of them right right so again uh, walking i'm i'm a huge uh, fan of walking dead okay and i'm still shitting on them right now but uh, walking dead's cliffhangers are the absolute worst i i just like you know i'm like 75% fan of the show just because 25% is full of cliffhangers i <laughs> i hate the, and they're the worst kind of cliffhangers that's the that's the are they uh, okay i'm taking that's the difference yeah i'm taking a limb here but are they the type of cliffhangers where they leave the episode with a cliffhanger and then they'll they'll solve that cliffhanger really early in the next episode so it makes you feel like you waited for nothing is it that i mean are you saying these are the good kind no no i'm saying that's the bad kind oh the the bad kind is putting a cliffhanger just for the f of it like oh yeah there was no reason there was no reason to put a cliffhanger there <laughs> and to kill a character or to do this there's no reason nothing led up to it right you know N- nothing said oh uh, everyone's a happy family now boom someone dies yeah <laughs> like nothing leader to it why give people that uh, uh, you know uh, there's a difference between building up of positive or negative emotion through an episode or the next episode or the next episode and you then you have like a nice little uh, feeling right? right even if it's bad or good yeah, and then it's kind of like a song you close it out with the best of chords right. okay um but but sometimes they do so well during the entire episode and so dark and grim and for, for walking dead i'm saying and then in the end for no reason they would just it's like game of thrones basically <laughs> they would just kill a character for the right. for their laugh and um, um i'm not against killing characters but you know you need to give some some uh, kind of uh, uh, a a build up build up and like ventilation there right. needs to be there needs to be something surrounding that right otherwise it's just in vain yeah like if know. i could like uh, if i could yeah. like take a bit of a tangent i know we'll get back to the sweet magnolia's point but then in yeah. terms of cliffhangers so game of thrones let's just talk about like the cliffhanger at the end of the first episode of the first season now to all the listeners who are afraid of spoilers the show's been out for 10 years you should have got got into the point by now so everyone's yeah, watching under a rock yeah. basically under a rock so okay. the first episode of the first season ends with the cliffhanger of Jaime Lannister pushing Bran out of the tower right and so obviously oh, yeah. when you watch that you're immediately shocked because it's shocking but then yeah. whenever you if you rewatch the episode or if you think about what happened in that first episode the signs yeah. were all there this boy kept climbing the towers he kept being warned you always knew yeah. that this Jamie guy was very shady he was yeah. he was talking yeah. one way yeah. and uh, behaving the other and so if you rewatch yeah. game of thrones when you're watching the first episode you're always like oh shit i know what's going to happen now brand's going to get in trouble mm. so it's yeah. shocking but then it, there yeah. were the footprints were there 
yeah exactly so they built up built up to it they gave you re- a reason to understand why it happened right or something to back it up basically exactly and that that is a good episode like you know you you are invested you need returns right and when you don't get returns you're pissed yeah. <laughs> you know and uh, uh, <laughs> i'm going to bring it up but the same with space force okay okay uh should we do this uh, now or later oh yeah we'll, we'll get back to space force because i know yeah. i know we're going to have a lot of conflicting views on space force so that we can talk about it after the sweet mangalorias yeah. bit yeah okay yeah so uh, getting back to sweet mangalorias uh, the um they might or might not be cliffhangers but they're very sweetly done <laughs> okay okay uh the other thing is um and most of all it um you know i'm talking like this is my show but it's <laughs> like uh, uh, uh feb introduced me both to gilmogels and uh, uh sweet magnolias and i'm owning it like a boss <laughs> so um sweet magnolias is comfort uh, food type of a show okay. like you sit on the couch you take ice cream or popcorn and you can literally watch the show with a smile on your face okay throughout or if you're crying you can cry the entire way like basically there is no no in no um in no point of time you you will hate the show okay i see yeah you can just watch it you know i know you watch this is us right, right. how is this is us for you that's what i want to ask you are they the same because i like this is us um this is us is um there's a there's a difference okay. uh, i find um it's good yeah, obviously it's a, it's famous for a reason so yeah. i i can understand why where this is as is um but um sweet magnolias is uh it does not uh, put you through roller coasters of emotions you know okay. it's more like a wave it's just it just goes on right. and on like and it's not draggy once a uh, plot a uh, element is introduced um it closes out pretty quickly right and um even if there is an aftermath uh, that also is very tastefully done so it's it's basically real um as close to real life as you right can imagine right people having problems uh, not over the top crying not over <laughs> the top nothing literally nothing is over the top which is what really got me in this show yeah, like you know I think, nothing is i think the over the yeah. top thing is one of the negatives that this is us has because so across the i i think four seasons that this is us has the first season in my opinion was a masterpiece the second season was a good follow up from the third season yeah. onwards i feel like some of the storylines were being repeated and all the things that you just mentioned about sweet magnolias the opposite was happening the storylines were being right. repeated over the top acting and one of the one of my pet peeves about watching this is us i'll still watch the show i'm going to watch the show to its complete com- to its completion but yeah cuz you missed it yeah and and it's a good show and there's you know the the the, the creator has said that it's ending at season 6 so they have a proper timeline set and so right. my biggest problem is the way they introduce drama because it's a drama show and you know that it's drama there's going to be conflict and that stuff but the way they yeah. introduce that drama is they'll always have two people in a scene and one person tells the other person are you okay 
and that person starts unloading everything <laughs> and then the next scene is two other people and one guy says are you okay and that person starts unloading everything so it's i feel like it's gotten very lazy at this point yeah that's like the interpretation of therapy on tv right like <laughs> i i don't see it any other way it's like the guy who's writing the show is like i understand this situation and i can write but loads of it and you know add some moral science in between right. <laughs> and it will all be uh, taken in as uh, word of god right <laughs> but uh, um that is the worst thing you can do and every every movie also like uh, movie and tv shows make similar conceptual mistakes in my opinion they are mistakes okay don't quote me and crucify me <laughs> like uh i feel dragging out is in like it's unnecessary people understand it we are not kids right <laughs> like you know you are it's like people uh, whoever uh, puts out tv shows now think people don't understand things right now exactly. i mean the uh, tiktok has reached everywhere you think people don't uh, <laughs> understand uh, metaphors and analogies i think everyone gets it it's time to like if you say a joke don't sit and explain it there right i feel like they they, they yeah. treat so, us like we're kids you know they have to explain did you get this point did you get this point it's always like that yeah exactly and this show does not do that the sweet man like it's it's just like it just goes on it's like a train that is very nicely and smoothly running that's good that's all. yeah yeah that's a good kind of show and gilmore girls oh my god dude that that show was also similar okay, okay. although i i uh, Feb says she she likes Gilmore Girls more than Sweet Magnolias, but I feel like the first season of Sweet Magnolias kind of fixes uh, the little bit of problems that Gilmore Girls did have. They were not even problems; they were just like annoyances. But right. uh, for me, Sweet Magnolias fixes that. Um, <clears throat> apart from you know uh, all being uh, politically correct and all that stuff, <laughs> um, but Gilmore Girls had like freaking superstars in their uh, lineup, man. Oh, like do you know guest appearances and stuff? Do you mean that? No. Oh, like the regular cast. recurring actors. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I know that Milo Ventimiglia. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the guy from yeah, Milo, was, Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you know Milo Ventimiglia was there. Okay, he was one of the main cast, right? Yeah. Um, Melissa McCarthy started there. Oh, okay. She's main cast. Oh <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, uh, Sam from Supernatural started started there. Sam Sam and Dean that guy. Yep. Oh, I had no idea about that. Yeah, he's one of the heartthrobs or whatever from the show. Yeah. Um and he's he was previously from that he was in Dawson's Creek or something I guess. Uh something like that. So Dawson's Creek was a show Sam was on. Anyways, Gilmore Girls had a buttload of people and one comedian. One of the comedians were also famous. Anyway, you, if you watch the show, it's it's like uh, um it's like freaks and geeks have you heard of the uh, show no oh wow okay <laughs> i am introducing you to <laughs> new shows okay freaks and geeks is full of uh, the new age comedians right now okay like seth rogen oh that um, oh yeah um what's his name what's his friend's name <laughs> i forgot the other guy dj miller the pineapple express guy <laughs> oh james franco oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Uh, okay, James Franco, Seth Rogen, the Marshall from um, How I Met Your Mother. Okay, oh yeah. Um, all of those guys were in that show, and that show tanked uh, because it was ahead of its time. <laughs> and now it has cult uh, following, and uh, it has a cult following, and uh, all of them have become famous. 
basically that reminds me of uh, arrested development a show that was ahead of its time and now has a cult following yeah yeah but that was basically the writing i'm talking about uh, the freaks and geeks ah, yeah. was full of power casting okay. like <laughs> nobody knew all of these people are going to be famous one day oh so all of them were not famous and now they no, are famous for this show reason. is we are talking about this show is like 99 or 2000 oh, or something okay. yeah when they were kids i'm talking about when they were kids right. this show was about uh, all the freaks in a school <laughs> that's a that's a good concept yeah. yeah and it was good it was good yeah um but yeah and so that's my take on uh, sweet magnus it's it's very watchable it sounds good because i i feel like uh, in the past 2 years or so every show not movie but like show is something that you considerably spend a lot of time on you know you have to invest right. a lot of time in it so every show that i've watched in the past 2 years has been something that i've i've read a lot or at least a sizable amount before watching because i want to feel like it's worth yeah. my time so yeah. i want to yeah, get yeah, into yeah. you know watching shows just for you know while drinking tea those type of shows i want to i want to yeah this is a while drinking tea show for right. sure for sure you know that that's what happened to like we didn't have anything to watch so we uh, so she suggested and we watched it and we got we got stuck to it exactly, like it's yeah. that kind of show it amazes me yeah. how people can you know just switch on the tv and just watch whatever's going on i oh, have man, not been in that days. mindset for a long time <laughs> those are the days <laughs> oh god everything was better back then yeah. everything <laughs> Everything's just cheap now. That's the problem because there's so much of it. Right. Its value decreases. Like the market is full of it, right? Like so, uh, like scrolling yeah. through Netflix. Like how how many hours do you spend before you actually decide on what to watch? Yeah, that scroll is so infinitely long. It's the worst. Yeah, it's it's too much stuff. There's no curated uh, uh, list anymore. Right. And it's a good thing also. I mean, you you're not. Uh, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying uh, quality uh, overall quality goes down because you have so much ninety percent crap and then ten percent <laughs> of gems. Like for example, uh, who knew right? Dark. Like oh, who yeah, knew? Yeah. The it was what the first season was. I mean, quite a. quite a time back and it plus it's german yeah. <laughs> so if there's anyone who made it famous it was netflix exactly. there was no other way it was going to become famous unless you know the cbs or something picks it up which in no way hell they're going to pick it up because <laughs> they are like politically right. challenged so they uh, and now they are making moves only because netflix prime and uh, disney uh, plus disney is making moves so HBO Max is producing some contemporary sh- you know this is that word you know when in school we used to have these dancers who used to dance uh, everyone used to do um, these commercial hit songs and then these one one group will come and do like contem- they'll call it contemporary <laughs> dance uh, it'll be uh, you know ha- including like bharatnatyam and kathak and all inside <laughs> that and then it will become contemporary according to them right. so now uh, everyone all the judges get all fascinated by this new form that they have done climbing on top of each other and <laughs> all that and uh, then uh, it's like a gem in this and so now hbo max uh, or uh, others as them uh, have seen this gold mine and they are going to pounce on it and then that is also going to become uh, a quality right. <laughs> yeah in terms of quality mm-hmm. of uh, quality of content on 
streaming services which with in in one answer without any explanation among the the big players prime disney plus hbo netflix in one answer or one word which one do, would you pick mm, netflix same i feel like uh, so my problem with disney plus is uh, is the fact that i don't think they're going to make anything bold or anything risky i mean they have already i don't know about you but mandalorian was one hell of a series okay right but then that's also based on you know the star uh, the star wars on series. something so it's yeah, based yeah. So, not not unique yeah so yeah. i don't think anything new like netflix comes out with something controversial every 3 months where everyone's like yeah. netflix remove this remove this and then they and don't remove it and it becomes more it. famous and they're smart about it like the uh, when the pandemic started which we are in <laughs> if people are still under a rock right <laughs> um um the they released something about the pandemic they released a documentary called pandemic <laughs> called pandemic and it was like the next day exactly it was so so quick and then recently they released something also um uh, mm. coronavirus explained i think it was called oh that. yeah that yeah it's insane. and then uh, yeah Uh, yeah and in terms of documentaries too like netflix documentary game has been crazy since it started i remember oh phenomenal phenomenal yeah. i mean people used to not watch it man exactly. documentaries it was not a thing it is not a thing it's for it's for uh, um people who were uh, wanderers and searchers of the internet <laughs> but before now now it's like i'm watching uh, like tiger king what the hell was that yeah like <laughs> all these documentaries that are coming out um, are making people uh, documentary documentarians <laughs> yeah I, i was going for that but then i thought those would be people who are making them i don't know right anyway <laughs> uh, um documentaries yeah they i mean netflix is doing a great job and um, you know what everyone counted them out when the new um, uh, streamers came uh, in right like everybody dished on them and said you know what the new big players have come netflix is going to go down exactly and they've spent millions on buying friends and they've spent millions on buying office and right. um they have they'll have to give it up in a year when um, hbo max asks it back and they're going <laughs> to lose all their viewers and money and all bullshit nothing's happened exactly. they've come out with crazy <laughs> shit and they have bought out series that are worth watching like dark like how how do you explain that yeah. how do you exp- it's like football scouts you send out a guy saying okay go to go to germany see what is their best show right and um if you don't find a best show find the best director and make something exactly. and we'll put it up and go to india find uh, who is the best director oh anurag kashyap okay uh, find uh, uh, what he can make for us or if, he, or if we have an offhand project which we can put up okay let's put it up um then uh, what is that sacred games yeah so it's like there's so much stuff coming i mean amazon prime is the closest second okay okay with terms um, and they're doing amazing things with india by the way but uh, uh The, these two streamers are really leaps and bounds ahead of all the other streamers exactly yeah. and they are they, documentary they, game too because like in terms of the amount of effort like tiger king that story is <sighs> a long story for many years like those documentarians have been filming those guys for years even the recent uh, the last dance the documentary on michael jordan like they have footage right. from 1998 and that's crazy uh, okay i i know that you know 
netflix wasn't around that time making those documentaries they definitely you know got people to go in yeah, and yeah, yeah yeah i i guess someone that. is already yeah but then the yeah, foresight to you know this is going to be huge or we're going to make this and you know let's talk up yeah. on all this footage let's 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 get these directors let's get these documentarians that 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 foresight is what i well, think I, makes I, them the best i think uh, um i kind of dis- i mean like uh, netflix is uh, not about uh, at least for me i don't see them as a foresight people i think they make good business decisions like okay. that is that is what i see them as like there will be people approaching them and you know how uh, you say this actor uh, gave up on that role right and uh, now see where that movie has become and he's lost out on that role yeah so netflix is not that actor netflix is the actor who got to be oh, in good bad and the ugly <laughs> you know they pick the projects well like right. someone comes to them and says we need to invest in this because this is really uh, well done and then they'll be assigned uh, some dude who has to assess uh, uh whether this project is worth investing in and then they once it uh, that's the pa- part where most people miss out on right these pe- whereas everyone else gives up on that project these people will be like holy shit let's put some investment into this and make it a little better than it already is yeah. and this will this will be our net netflix special like i think that is right. how th- see this is all speculation <laughs> but i think that's how they uh they go ahead with projects no but it makes I, sense. i think they're good business yeah it makes yeah. sense because even when you said about when you talked about you know picking the right project uh, in 2017 or 18 um there were two fire festival documentaries that came out one on netflix and yeah. one on hulu and i haven't watched yeah. the one on hulu but everyone says that the one on netflix was much much better yeah i watched that also oh, you did <laughs> Yeah, I watched that. I've watched everything when I'm like a I'm like a leech. I have no <laughs> I have all the time in my hands between uh, recording. <laughs> so is it true the Netflix one was better? Yeah, the Netflix one was better. It's so much more wild. I mean, it's a well-set story. I mean, it's it is good. Right. And and it's unbelievable also if you go to see. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I mean, hats off to what's his, whatever his name is i forgot <laughs> he he pulled off the biggest con got caught but pulled off the biggest con and after getting caught he started doing it again <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> he's persistent i'll give him that yeah. okay so uh, yeah. so in terms of like you know content especially on netflix let's get into space force So okay. before before we get into it just to contextualize it for our listeners Space Force is a comedy series created by Greg Daniels and Steve Carell both of them worked on The Office one of the biggest sitcoms definitely the biggest sitcoms of the recent you know 10 20 years and so they got together yeah. to make Space Force which was this 10 episode you know comedy series which is on Netflix right now and we both have conflicting views on it I think it's good and you think it's it's um mixed mixed okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah mixed um i still like it i'm i'm not a i'm not a disser on it i okay. I, i like the series but i have issues with it okay so what what okay so let me tell you what i like about it so yeah at least from the online reactions that i've seen a lot of people are saying you know it's not the office and my only response to that is like Of course it's not the office it's it's a completely different show i know that the same you know actor and the same creator but it's not it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to have the comedy style of the office yeah. 
and a lot of people were saying was yeah. you know they didn't complete storylines which i get is a fair point so but overall in terms of you know comedy and in terms of just the general vibe of the show and the the concept that they had i i think it was pretty good okay uh, anything else oh no no that's it <laughs> oh um <clears throat> my biggest uh, peeve that i have with them is the cliffhanger right i uh, me too yeah i was so <laughs> i was so bugged i mean it was not necessary they made the same mistake every other stupid show makes yeah. like <laughs> there was no need people will come back to watch why do you have to put a cliff a cliffhanger just because yeah <laughs> i did not understand that at all it left me you know that sour taste in the mouth right. after watching <laughs> like the, you watch an entire season put like so much investment and then suddenly out of nowhere it ends and suddenly you're like what the yeah <laughs> i it was the worst feeling and i hate that feeling so there only they lost 10% of points i have a me. feeling that in, when the next season comes out that cliffhanger will be you know swept under the rug in the first or second episode immediately yeah yeah they'll bring it back slowly yeah. i mean writers are okay that way uh, even uh, space uh, space force um uh, or Eftoni was the best thing about exactly, the show. Exactly, same. Eftoni was the best. Jo- uh, what's yeah. his name? Man? He's the best ben thing about Schwartz. the show. Yeah. yeah. And is the same people, right? They're involving the same people except for like, you know, they got someone from friends which is like uh, Yeah. <laughs> contradictory to the show, but it's 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 crazy. Uh, uh you're seeing uh, melding of all these comedians together right. inside one show. It's that's nice and and I get the whole satire of it and I get the um president trump thing and i understand all that and i uh, it's it's there for the picking kind of right. show you know but my issue with it is okay let's start with this um how would you consider it would you consider it um there's two ways to consider it. Uh, would you consider it in um uh in with reference to office or can you actually consider it as itself exactly that's the problem because i genuinely want to consider things like that as as By their themselves. whole thing but it's so hard not yeah. to you know yeah so now in space force it's in imp- it's impossible it's almost impossible to consider it without office right. okay so uh, considering the fact and i'm not even talking about the general feel of the show because that's what most people are bugged about i don't understand that yeah. that's stupid to exactly. how can you consider a new show to have the same feel as the old i mean obviously this guy is trying to make a new show man yeah. come on like give him some credit uh, he wants to do something new uh, he doesn't want to stick to would you like uh, ride um a bicycle the same way you rode at 2 years old yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no way anyone wants to do the same thing again i don't want to make excuse me love again yeah <laughs> there is no there's no chance i would do it so so he wants to do something that's like dissing breaking bad for not being like malcolm in the middle you know it's exactly <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was too dark yeah but it, it, yeah but in this in this show you've got the whole backroom staff is the same okay yeah. and uh, and i get that if you expect a certain uh, a certain um, standard from them as you expected from office but you have to remember that the first season of office also wasn't that exactly uh, phenomenal yeah. okay so they they took their time to find their way now where they go with space force i don't know 
we'll see how many seasons they get also um because <laughs> honestly <laughs> was an office cancelled after first season exactly and then picked up again right so now you've got space force and you've got all these uh, the com- the writing is also good the jokes are funny just something about it feels disconnected to me like as if um they wrote all the jokes in they forgot all the human oh you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah i i get that yeah i i did not connect man like it's like uh, steve carell was brilliant by himself f tony was brilliant by himself yeah phoebe from friends was brilliant by herself so it's like i'm seeing all these characters and they're all amazing actors and they're doing also amazing job here but there's no synergy but, uh, there's no synergy so it's you know what it's feeling like the first season of the office right so but with a cliffhanger that makes it worse <laughs> which so at the end of the day space force has been not a thumbs down but you know that scene in gladiator where he keeps the thumb halfway <laughs> it's something something like on that kind fence. of on the edge <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but space force is uh, i know it, it needs to redeem at least for me i'm not a i'm not i was not a huge like i wouldn't say it was dark Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got intrigued by dark when I first watched it. Three I have to say to the viewers, viewers and listeners, my god, I'm all over the place <laughs> with that users, viewers and listeners. But uh, dark's third season will you will need 3 days to recuperate oh, from really? it. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The first two seasons are just amazing for people who love storytelling. The third I season see. is just a mind f. <laughs> in terms of like okay so i have two points over here one thing is i was trying to decide which show to watch money heist or dark and i got so conflicted because you know they are both foreign tv shows that are really good yeah. everyone says they're good so i was so conflicted i ended up watching avatar the <laughs> last time i don't know how that happened <laughs> wait wait the 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 uh, cartoon yeah the last airbender yeah the cartoon oh no that's a good show okay yeah. i mean so i'm happy with choice, that but yeah. best choice <laughs> <laughs> that's a good show no but uh dark over my uh, opinion is i didn't like money heist i don't know how people i mean i guess you know what um show reminds me of these types of like where you are invested and then you can't stop watching yeah which one um uh flash okay oh okay uh, flash and um i wouldn't even say gotham like i'm not a Okay yeah let's believe me I've watched all of this. Yeah let's get into these and particular shows because I have a lot to say about Gotham and Flash too but like uh, among these two yeah. like did you did you watch or do you watch these shows still? Flash is uh, up to date uh, Agents of Shield almost up to date. Um I lost hope in Gotham <laughs> in the second season. I lost hope with uh, what is that offshoot one uh, Legends of Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I lost hope there <laughs> about third season. Uh what else is there in DC? So I liked Gotham for the first one or two ep- uh, seasons then then I got to a point where I was like I I'm not I'm not actively waiting for the next episode then I was like you know it doesn't interest me anymore yeah. because the premise of Gotham was fun. 
yeah the premise was fun but it's so repeaty and draggy exactly. like within the first season itself i found it being one of those mediocre shows right. and by the way flash is not something great it's just there yeah uh, it's 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 the cream of the worst crop okay <laughs> that's that's what flash is you know what is the best among all these superhero shows agents of shield okay. i'm giving 100% credit to agents of shield they are um surviving only because of their uh, uh, show putting out capabilities but do you, it's better than flash but do you yeah. think that's because agents of shield takes place in the same universe as the marvel movies because i know that the dc movies are almost separate from the movie uh, dc shows are almost separate from the movies do you think that i that see what you mean i see what you mean but um uh, i uh, there are moments where the um, the weather to uh movies and universes sync up okay? okay there are moments rest of the thing is just writer stories right right it's not a it's not the best but again where flash was cream of the worst crop the agents of shield holds up okay. above them like they they are a they are something you could say is a good show because they're like, at like what seasons 5 or 6 right now something like that oh my god i i can't keep track of like 30 <laughs> 30 series that i'm watching during <laughs> the pandemic but i swear it, it is good if if you had uh, some if you wanted I mean, you can't start whoever's not started with agents of shield just give up it, <laughs> it's too far ahead and i you don't don't get into it right. i'd rather you start watching castle instead <laughs> you'll have fun i swear castle is rewatchable castle yeah a uh, castle is almost nostalgic to me because that was one of the shows that uh, me and uh, my sister and i used to watch you know and that was uh, we used to watch it together and not just that that was my first experience with torrenting i learned what torrenting was <laughs> while watching that show you know? are you allowed to say that oh yeah well okay <laughs> most of the audience is from bangalore so it's okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no no i'm i'm familiar with this term <laughs> pretty well yeah uh but uh, yeah castle is an amazing show it's mostly because he runs it right right oh, what's his name uh, oh, wait i'm just looking up what's his name i can't believe i forgot his name oh he has mm. a forgettable name to be honest yeah <laughs> nathan fillion <laughs> yeah yeah he has a so nathan fillion is amazing first of all people who have not watched firefly have to watch it um uh, that was his first show and it was joss whedon oh yeah uh after buffy i think when when he was doing buffy uh, or before buffy yeah, one or the other but firefly was amazing it's just two seasons just like how the office was right uh, in the britain then um uh then yeah uh he uh, nathan fillion went into castle became a huge success and now he has his own show in canada oh which is amazing too what's that what's that called i have not heard about that Really? No. Uh it's like show as in a fictional show or what? No, a prop like uh, like castle itself. Okay, okay. The rookie it's called. Oh, it's called the rookie uh and uh, yeah, it's very watchable. It's very nice. I like it. It's one of those pastime yeah, shows. Yeah, one thing that I liked about Castle was that it it's it's a cop show, right? But then even though it's yeah. a cop show, there is like a good enough back story about, you know, uh, what's her name? Kate Beckett. uh it's yeah. about her uh trying to solve the case of her uh, mo- mother's death or something like that and there were these you know that's called something 
in a storyline that thing is called um uh, that overall arc is called something wait i'll when i when i figure yeah. <laughs> when i remember the term i'll tell you <laughs> yeah go on yeah so like any any show i feel that has episodes of a recurring value so like anything like even a sitcom for example i mean each episode is an episode in and of itself right like uh, these situations right. that happen in sitcoms are for that episode but there's always the continuing yeah. story like jim and bam's relationship yeah. or brooklyn 99 amy yeah. and jake peralta so that's easy to do for yeah. a sitcom but for a drama show that has because like why is castle better than something like i don't know ncis los angeles or something i feel like their overall story for the characters are more you know defined well ncis also i think they uh, do that yeah but i get what you mean they you are invested in the one uh, one or two characters deeply right and uh, um you, if you go to see um uh series like uh, x files right right um, people huge fans of that right huge fans and they had uh, a um uh, episode to episode uh, structure okay but uh, people who didn't watch it uh, from beginning to end thought it was an episode to episode structure but it actually had a underlying theme that like uh, back story that uh, you have right. to actually follow from beginning to end like there is a mystery there that's going on throughout the season that um, okay. is uncovered at the end right uh, so that keeps you watching more and that's what castle had her back story was a big part right. of the uh, the overall the you know the overall narrative. story yeah yeah that word escapes me it's called something the, uh, holding that uh, background story is called something it's something with a Ah, mythology. Mythology. Yeah, uh, my, I think it's mythology arc. It's called. I see. The whole myth. Yeah, some. I think it's that mythology. kind of makes sense. That's okay. a fitting term, I think. Right. So the uh, the mythology of. I hope this is right. I <laughs> I knew there was a term, and I think it's mythology. So, the um, the mythology of the X Files and Castle and all were very strong. which is why they uh, um survived for so long right people wanted more right uh, yeah because that that keeps you that keeps you invested for a long time coming back for more yeah ah uh, let me ask you a question okay, okay? um i think this has come up before so i don't want to like step on toes <laughs> um but but uh, um marvel versus dc okay i just want to just like jump in there Revisit for a second that, yeah yeah um uh, let's let's not go over marvel because marvel is fine where it's at they have proved it um dc okay, okay? and i'm talking about the universe movies movie yeah the universe, recent right? movies yeah mm, not even recent whenever they started till now okay, okay? Uh, um why do you think dc doesn't work so before i answer that let me just say that i haven't watched all of the dc movies So I'm talk even like I know the best one but you watched all the Marvel. Yeah, I watched all the Marvel. No, no, I haven't watched all the Marvel. I haven't watched the first two Thors. I've like seen them in passing. I I know the story of those movies but not all of them. Yeah, and the same thing okay. Yeah, and the same thing with DC. You know, I haven't watched Wonder Woman fully. I know it's like one of the best DC movies and I've watched bits and What does pieces. that mean? You haven't watched it fully? Yeah, I I've actually like, watched pieces you of slept it. off because like whenever I watch yeah. it it's like on TV. and i watch a bit of it and i'm like okay i have something to do and i've never actually sat down from you know end to end to watch that movie 
ഡയറക്ഷൻ so uh, i mean yeah. that is my take on it okay um let's let's just let's just say marvel uh, did each character until the end they joined them all together right, right. dc did the full thing jabang in one and then started doing one one right. character at a time so that itself is a uh, odd way to start off yeah so that that was not a that was not a good start okay then what else Uh, as as you said um even though they started off with everyone being together and then they went into their own separate ways i don't mind that that much because people say aquaman's pretty good people say wonder woman's pretty good so i don't mind that another problem that i would have is i feel like the their movies are good up until the third act and the, the execution of the last you know the last act of the movie always fails like Right. what what's the movie what's the what's the most joked about movie no, not not justice league uh, the batman v superman no, every movie oh, yeah. I, i would say every, every movie, movie. <laughs> but specifically batman was seriously superman. that is the biggest problem that i have with it like you what you just said is the yeah. is the i think crutch that holds them back right right they're stuck to that that three part uh, movie track that they're doing where the first two parts are good and then the third part of uh, the movie is just exactly apocalypse why apocalypse like every movie has to have a big bad and when we're talking big bad it's somehow space based yeah <laughs> like everything nothing has to be grounded everyone has to fly in from the sky space and uh, and everything has to uh, that comes from space has to ha- bring a new color grade to the movie <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, take for example uh, justice league's uh, ending uh, take for example justice league <laughs> ending is freaking some weird orange it became and you, then, you know how uh, you know how uh, movies whenever they go to mexico suddenly the color grading becomes you know sepia and then yeah. it was like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was exactly like that i never i never thought about that that's crazy <laughs> that they cha- when they change the countries especially yeah. from us to like oh my god that is so i don't want to say it okay so then um uh, you've got justice league who's uh, first of all the hero the antagonist looks like some the antagonist jelly looked like and uh, uh, if toy story made a video game <laughs> he looked like yeah. he came out of that <laughs> he does he already looks like that you're right <laughs> the purple guy do like yeah. the, he looks like the purple toy <laughs> that uh, that is who's uh, buzz lightyear's uh, 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 enemy Z- in Zorak. the toy store zorg 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 or something zorg yeah, yeah. zorg on zorg on something like okay but that guy looks like that and then so here's what i uh, think about uh, dc right uh, apart from the color grading issues right <laughs> the uh, villains uh, from justice league uh, were horrible was horrible yeah. and uh, the villain from um, uh, i mean the villain in man of steel was good um, 
again the villain in uh, batman versus superman was supposed to be lex luthor but somehow that got turned i think into doomsday was else. so unnecessary and in that story doomsday was uh, so unnecessary in that story or at least he could have been used yeah, in a better so way so exactly see my take is batman versus superman and man of steel was brilliant right. i loved those stories Same. Yeah. you know but the third part of both the movies ruined it exactly both the third uh, endings uh, you know if you see man of steel again some earth shattering <laughs> stuff happens literally from pole to pole apparently <laughs> and uh, in batman versus superman again the color grading is an issue uh, everything is red and apparently everything is happening on an island nothing is <laughs> grounded people are flying one guy is dead and then comes back so there's so much crap happening in 10 minutes of the movie <laughs> and and uh, uh, again it's all about an apocalypse why does everything have to be i'm just hoping matt reeves does well with i mean the way he's talking about how he's going to make a movie it sounds like it's grounded yeah, okay i hope so i hope that whole detective thing comes because batman originally is a detective so i i love that i love that feature right. and uh, uh, i i hope the storytelling is more grounded even if it has like supernatural elements because i read dc uh, batman's comics right. okay and um, batman deals with uh, supernatural elements especially since you know he has people like flash and yeah. all in their li- in his life um when when flash does the time thing and uh, you know the other batman both the even in another universe batman is still grounded yeah. <laughs> and still these movie people can't make him grounded <laughs> in uh, the batman the detective that's going to come out I hope it's a story even if it has supernatural elements is used in a way that it doesn't overpower the movie. Exactly. Like I've been watching MasterChef a lot okay? <laughs> and when pe- <laughs> I know the tension but when I've been when I've been watch everything applies everywhere I'm I'm yeah. serious when these people cook their food right the main thing you think about is flavor flavor flavor. Yeah. But uh there's also if you have four elements on your plate and you want to hero one element two, yeah. you stick to that hero and then you you want to hero uh, freaking uh, oranges and then you put chocolate in and <laughs> chocolate suddenly is such a strong element that oh, overpowers powers yeah. oranges and where is oranges oranges nowhere so so when you see uh, batman as uh, superman such a good job of superman and batman talking to each other what is the point of making the trailer where superman is saying do you bleed i mean batman saying do you bleed <laughs> and then uh, so superman says something and i forgot see i forgot because of that doomsday is <laughs> the worst i, I think i think the biggest problem is superman in and of itself i think he is too overpowered to have a grounded story i would love to watch a, a movie where they completely go into you know the mind of superman where he's where he is like almost torturing him himself as to why am i like this and i think you know you know what show did it really well the boys the boys uh, have you Ooh, watched the boys i was just thinking about that while you were talking you you know compared to that if you see uh, uh, you're saying superman is overpowered yeah. right he does still have kryptonite and all that yeah but i feel I like mean, that he's that's still I feel like that's just an excuse though. Yeah, it does sound just like, like I, I it's just a way to say okay, you know what? Uh let's make him 
you know a bit yeah, weak so okay he's, he yeah. can't deal with kryptonite i don't i don't see any motivation <laughs> behind that <laughs> okay okay in uh, among all the characters you do know um who do you think is actually in reality in um in all aspects and i don't think about it physically or in surface level okay, okay. who do you think is the most most powerful antagonist or protagonist whoever it is okay so just powerful the most, most powerful ever most powerful yeah and don't take this as a literal sense just think of think about it and just uh see mm-hmm. who do you think is the most powerful i i for me in dc both see, both marvel and uh, dc okay so you have to pick one most powerful see in i think it would be between superman and maybe thor because he's a god okay good good choices uh um in my mind see superman get can get taken down okay um okay and uh, thor has mommy issues yeah <laughs> so there is there is there are issues with those characters you know who i think is the most powerful character of all time who it's the joker right right because there's no motivation behind the you joker know, there's no motivation it's a no consequence exactly act. like he has no reason to do anything and every reason to do everything right so he is a nightmare that's what makes him the best you know that's that's what makes that's why you can never beat a joker story like it's always going to be insanely yeah. good I find that fascinating man like I have not found a Marvel character that has I mean Marvel is great it has amazing Spider-Man is one of my favorites or whatever right. but the Joker being that no consequence thing I mean even in the movie that just came out right you could uh, debate that everything was n- nothing that he's saying exactly. or is shown is true nothing could have happened yeah you don't have a clear sense yeah you don't have a clear sense ever about him you don't know nothing about him maybe his name is also not that arthur yeah. fleck you know you, yeah, nothing there so i find him the most fascinating character anyone has ever written right. and uh, so i haven't i haven't read much of the comics but i i i read this one theory or someone uh, on a forum posted that the joker knows that he's in a comic book and so he knows that no matter what happens you know the writers will never kill him off Yeah. but then i don't know i don't know if that's Meta. just a fact that is thing. that is crazy that's a crazy yeah. theory in just like deadpool yeah honestly. but deadpool is more of the the humor type he knows that he's a comic and he's just chilling around yeah. yeah 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 but uh, yeah uh, i find the joker amazing he, um and out of all this i mean like if you look at all the storytelling everywhere uh, right uh, superheroes don't have really have the um best storytellers right i mean you know all this uh, they have moments you know they don't have storytelling yeah. so this batman really gives a sense of hope <laughs> joker had an amazing story um but i have not seen a marvel movie that has provoked minds hmm. even black panther for that matter like people were crazy about black panther but that was just because of representation black panther had the same problem that dc had the, the last act was terrible Yeah, oh my god, the CGI was terrible. terrible. Yeah. Forget about everything else. I got so distracted by that train track scene. <laughs> I it was so horrible. 
so dark first of all and over that the cgi was bad so black panthers uh, was a fun movie to watch but it was representation was good in it right. and i get all that but the movie was not uh, as hyped as it yeah you know i i found uh, uh, the joker one of the best movies uh, storytelling wise to be honest in terms of Ma- in terms of marvel the best movie for in my opinion would have to be infinity war i feel like no matter how many times i rewatch that it's always going to be a brilliant watch for me and not end game i'm talking about oh, yeah. specifically infinity war yeah yeah the first part yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> definitely yeah i mean marvel hmm. you know what i have uh, i have a different movie that i think is for me the best. better than okay yeah um it is wait let me guess um, spider man okay. Okay now that you say Spider-Man okay <laughs> Spider-Man the the Tom Holland's first one oh the homecoming yeah so i loved loved homecoming okay see i have issues with i told you i have issues with the apocalyptic nature ending movies okay they are like a, they are like an incessant go to for these writers just because they are getting access to comics right. <laughs> but somehow Spider-Man Far From Home really grounded the character man like not Homecoming. Far From Home sorry Homecoming it really ground because okay just one scene I'll talk about okay in that movie the entire movie was you know like it happens in a school and right all that right but uh, uh, this um the end of the movie do you remember uh the, you're talking about uh, I think you're talking about the scene where his aunt sees him or 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 talk about the last no. act the plane oh the plane the plane okay yeah so he's on the plane and he brings it down whatever right right so that has happened that is a very spiderman groundy thing like he's saving the city or right. whatever right <clears throat> so that was the big moment that they wanted to show of him doing the plane thing but then they could have done a huge big fight or whatever but you saw what the ending was him and vulture fist fight right <laughs> yeah that was and good. it was so grounded i w- you could feel every punch and then um it kind of reminded me of you know uh, the first spiderman ever where they were in that abandoned thing and uh, william defoe gets killed in oh, the yeah, end yeah, by yeah, his yeah. own yeah, yeah. right So in this this guy survives but he kept keeps telling him don't don't and he's trying to save right. him while while he's trying to fly away because he can see that this device is going to blow up right and he and he uh, uses his web to uh, stop him from flying off and that scene looks so real i was like mind blown by the writing and there. my in in that sequence my favorite part about that part was when when the when the building was on top of him and it was crushing him and he was trying to get out and then he was just like you know it it doesn't matter whether I'm, whether i'm in the suit or not and i need to get out of this i am peter parker at the end of the day because that really mm. reminded yeah. me he's just a 17 year old kid at the end of the day yeah yeah he can yeah. shoot webs but yeah. how how is he going to stop himself from this building and then you know that that's the superpower yeah. that insane sense of will will power yeah Yeah. So you got this uh, Infinity War which is an amazing story by it, 
itself obviously i mean the way they structured it having so many characters and uh, 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 entangling a story that is like right just it was everyone mind. got it was amazing a, br- but, a very balanced amount of screen time which was i was really impressed exactly by. yeah yeah but if you go to see their job was balancing in this not writing a story right like in infinity war you you have so many characters that you you have your main job then becomes oh uh where to you are basically who to pair and stuff a, like that yeah who to pair this and how to who to kill who to the, that is your job in the writers room right. but in spider man their main job was to make sure this character is um loved and and is got the most ethical dilemmas and moral conscious and because it was a tough those are the it was a tough thing for them to do because they had to introduce a character that's already been introduced because he showed First up in civil yeah, war is introduced spiderman like a thousand yeah. times already <laughs> so how do you redo it again without so and then that also vulture right a new character right. that is so it it was it was a mass i feel yeah and uh, in uh, game or in even infinity war had backing but spiderman did not and they did way better j- uh, job of handling it than the massive amount of people that were behind avengers right yeah like that the feeling i got getting out of the theater for avengers avengers was amazing i was mind blown by it um, but uh, i was more uh, satisfied and happy getting out of the spiderman theater right just like i was for dark knight oh yeah for sure when i got out of the dark knight when it ended and i got out i was just i was i had no words <laughs> just like that was something that was someone sat in a dark room and wrote this right can you imagine that <laughs> someone someone twisted these elements and got this storyline it's it's crazy so, yeah. some some stories are just it's just too good yeah so the thinking processes are, are really good. but you know, uh, we are talking only about superhero movies but the, there are there are movies that are just mind blowing like yeah <laughs> you talk about interstellar or inception and you know we, we are uh, um we are uh, <clears throat> part of when it's coming out and stuff like that but soon in 20 years 20, 30 years down the line it will become history right. and then the way we are talking about casablanca or uh, gone with the wind yeah we're going to be talking about other movies now. in that respect not the superhero ones sorry so like how we talk about yeah, casablanca same. and stuff like that now 20 years down the line we are going to be talking about right. interstellar and movies like that not superhero movies yeah yeah exactly inception interstellar and i heard in one of your episodes you talking about avatar what a big avatar fan <laughs> so <laughs> I remember that. I was not. Uh, I have to but say. But I th- I mean, the the theory still holds. I think 30 years down the line people will still look at Avatar as a, a revolution in, you know, 3D and stuff like that. In 3D? Yes. yes. Not, uh not a revolution in storytelling. Okay. <laughs> not my not in my opinion. <laughs> did it give you that feeling when you watched avatar it did. you got out it of the did theater because were you mind blown with the visuals or were you mind blown see, with the story see when i watched i was like 
what nine years old so i didn't care much yeah. about the visuals i i uh, i mean that sounds uh. contradictory because most kids want the visuals but for me i, right. I to this day i can name those side characters that everyone's forgotten you know sute and naithiri and uh. all all i know all of them i was so involved with that story i i felt for jake oh, wow. sully you know because that that whole feeling of not having a world and finding a new world i, I love the story of avatar right Right. Yeah. I mean, I I get it. I mean, different crowds, different audience right. for different. See, I'm more interstellar and Inception <laughs> kind of guy, and uh, even Shutter Island and. Uh, yeah. Looks like I'm choosing only Leonardo DiCaprio movies, but <laughs> it's like he chooses right, man. Every exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. He his movies have been uh, phenomenal. You have to watch Basketball Diaries. Just a side okay. note. Okay. I shall. <laughs> Oh, I have to mention one episode. Ah, uh, episodeism. One series that you should watch. Um, first of all, uh, on the theme of it, I would say British shows are better than American okay. shows. Okay. <laughs> And that is just British versus American, but you know, worldwide. If people had to watch series, search for series outside of the Americas also. Like they are much better. And. Uh, uh yeah british shows right. right so you spoke about sherlock and all that so i was just going to mention uh to say to watch luther and right i've i've heard of that yeah yeah so idris elba is uh, is started off there or he had oh well he started off in the wire which yeah, exactly, is an amazing yeah. <laughs> show by itself uh but then he continued on into this show called luther and it has a stellar cast and amazing writing so you should watch that that's good right and um if i could end by i know everyone you know usually shits on justice league a lot but mm. i have this one story about watching justice league so uh, like that movie released in what 2017 or something and i definitely didn't watch it at that time because i mm. wasn't going to go to, i knew it would be bad right so i did watch it a couple of months later when uh, i was on a flight from bangalore to italy and we were on a, a vacation uh, me my parents all of us right and so okay. that that flight from bangalore to germany that was our transit that flight okay. was a really long flight like 11 11 hours 13 hours maybe i don't know okay. and so i was like okay this flight has a tv i'm going to watch as many movies as i can <laughs> that's the usual uh, uh <laughs> way to go as a kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you never touch the series though have you noticed nobody watches series exactly uh, no one watches the series yeah everyone wants to complete the movies that they would have otherwise torrented back home exactly <laughs> so my idea was uh, i have to at least watch a minimum of 3 movies so i kept a list i was like okay i'm i, I didn't watch justice league but i'll watch justice league uh, i'll just get that done with why not i'm a, i'm on a plane and then i had a couple of other movies that i i, I can't remember their names but two other movies that i hadn't watched yet i was like okay i'm going to watch these three movies minimum i made the mistake of watching justice league first okay now as soon as we took off and as soon as it was safe to do so i switched it on i was watching justice league by the by the third act right you know when the color grading started to happen right by that point i fell asleep and i woke up an hour before we reached germany and i was like why did i start with that movie <laughs> i slept the entire flight <laughs> oh god you got to watch it on the way back no 
Uh, no, no, I I didn't revisit it at all. <laughs> so you have not finished it yet? No, you are. To this you day, I have finished. not finished it. I I know I know what happens. Like I I have seen like a couple of videos, but I can't put myself to even though it's like ten minutes left. I I what? just don't want you to watch finished it. What? You not finished it? Okay, okay. You know what? You're in a great position because HBO is gonna release the unc- the the Snyder cut, uh, Snyder version, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> So that's going to be an amazing uh, uh better this thing for you. Yeah, I would say don't I'm excited it. to watch that, yeah. <laughs> it's it wasn't that uh, this thing. Aquaman was better than Justice League. Like you said before. <laughs> Seriously, the visuals in Aquaman blew me away. Jumping from the boat into the water fucking that part was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I that's on my watch list, yeah. Uh people should start uh, listening to the soundtracks of movies especially like w- right. uh, ones involving Hans Zimmer or uh, John Williams uh, for people who don't know Hans Zimmer was involved with like Dark Knight and Interstellar Inception that's Hans Zimmer yeah. Hans Zimmer and uh, then you've got uh, Star Wars and Jurassic Park that's John Williams so yeah. <clears throat> uh, with Hans Zimmer you will uh, you will see that every sound is like kind of evoking emotions uh, as per the scene right yeah. so if it's like thrilling then you will have that thrilling kind of music right. and his is like a world apart from other mu- uh, other people because he's just like he, he uses uh, orchestras and all just to make sure it drives the point exactly and then and then you have john williams who uh, who who creates uh, who creates preemptive nostalgia oh like okay. you know this song uh, this tune is going to be remembered forever and right it's kind of almost romantic like it borders borders on that romantic note so when you hear uh, something like um, you know the the tune is from that movie like uh, star wars you know dum dum tikididum tikididum yeah it's very notable you immediately get the title in your mind yeah and now you know it's a dark uh, this thing darth vader is coming right and then jurassic uh, park you've got like um for i forgot now see and um, <laughs> <laughs> when i'm uh, under uh, stress i forget <laughs> tunes but john williams is also i have the vinyl of star wars him oh really the soundtrack yeah, yeah it's so good it can it can literally be instrumental to listen to you can i don't think you can listen to hans zimmerman's uh, uh, alone just like that because it's kind of very <laughs> stoppy like even if you hear dark knight and all right if you like really li- watch dark knight or interstellar you will start uh, noticing all the sounds in the back right L- right it's it's like evoking like provoking almost like you know i feel like whenever hans zimmer needs to like whenever there's a scene where the point is really being provoked it sounds like as if he fell asleep on his piano you know there's just <laughs> this long <laughs> it's such a distinct sound i've seen it in every movie of his there's always oh, that yeah. same sound oh see john williams uh, soundtrack came to my head now right See, everyone knows that is Jurassic Park. So, um, and it uh, and to end with my last note is that you will see all of this come from one movie, the first movie to 
apply this was psycho oh so, yeah the from 1960 yeah especially the scene where um the shower this scene person is yeah the shower scene that is the most the most uh, notable, notable memorable yeah. scene uh, and that people fainted from and stuff <laughs> so uh, when you see that scene it's not the knife they don't even actually show the knife hitting the exactly they bond, couldn't right? they, they were not allowed to show that exactly. kind of stuff back yeah. then yeah so but you know what drove the point is the kick 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 exactly it the scratch it sounds like someone was scratching a record or something like that. yeah so it was uh, it started there everything to drive home was sound was used and um, since then since that movie's genius uh, since then uh, people have really used uh, music to amazing you, there were there were parts where like i saw uh, this dj do the soundtrack for one of the movies axl i think <laughs> a dj famous really it was it was crazy some uh, <laughs> some famous dj's have done uh, soundtracks for some movies i don't know how people maybe they are actually good producers i don't know i won't disagree right. <laughs> but then still when you say, uh, uh, you people start, have to start uh, noticing people like hans zimmer man as a moment is hans zimmer uh, john williams uh, then uh, purely from a musician's perspective look up rick rubin okay and just go on his wiki okay and see who which um which music which artists he has been involved with okay okay rick rick rubin you know what i don't want to keep suspense i hate cliffhangers <laughs> cliffhangers so i'll tell you he has produced eminem's uh, album okay okay wow um ed sheeran's album okay <laughs> okay so you that's see a, the that's a very already. vast uh, like very versatile yeah let me go on beastie boys okay um, okay then uh, slayer oh so yeah. we're covering like all genres of <laughs> yeah and rahat fateh ali khan <laughs> okay i was not expecting him that yeah he that's is insane. it's crazy he is and uh, he is a phenomenon behind the scenes and nobody knows about i mean no, people who don't actually like you right. you need to you need to check out his uh, his profile he's uh, he's a he's another legend that uh, is going to come into the history books for sure well that that's all my notes if i could like end with one last uh, composer it would be uh, james newton howard he made the hunger games soundtrack for me oh, the really? hungerium soundtrack i will never forget it's like such a i feel like, so i haven't oh, watched wow. star wars but it it gives me what star wars fans feel about star wars it gives me that the hungerium soundtrack ah really but you read the books and stuff yeah yeah i read the books too ah james newton howard okay i'm going to check him out now see this is yeah. uh, every day you learn something new exactly yeah that's that's what the podcast is for anyway cool All right so that was the episode of Save the Popcorn podcast with Glenn Saldana a uh, links to his album will be in the show notes links to you know the podcast socials and everything will be in the show notes in the description below uh, thank you so much for joining the episode Glenn do you have anything to say anytime 
I uh, ranted a lot and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I want that. I want these longer episodes, you know. Most of my episodes are like 30 minutes long. So I want like a longer episode. Um okay, so that was Glenn These are Solana. my kind of discussions. <laughs> <laughs> that was seriously my kind of discussions. I can Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> Or I'll leave it in. That sounds oh that, that was better. <laughs> Yeah, you should. You should. We. I just interrupted you twice. That's the awesome. podcast okay. that never ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is like Inception. <laughs> What a great note to end on. Okay. Yeah. Go. Go for it. Go All for right. it. I'm just gonna. <laughs> well, my name is Johan. That was Glenn Saldana. Always, always remember that butter popcorn is better than caramel. I concur. <laughs> <laughs>